the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. That is exactly what it is. And thank you for being with us on this Monday, the 10th morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2020. We have open phone lines for this hour. No guest scheduled. Congressman Jim Jordan. He originally pushed from today to uh, tomorrow, but then just got a note from his, um, uh, his media guy who said he is being sworn in tomorrow, I guess, as the... Uh, ranking member of the Judiciary Committee now. He, of course, has been the ranking member of the of the uh, Oversight Committee, and he was on the Judiciary Committee, but now that Doug Collins is running for Senate, the ranking member seat, if you will, opens up in the Judiciary, and it is being filled by Jim Jordan. Mark Meadows will take his spot then on the Oversight Committee as the ranking member there. So really great news for Jim Jordan. So that happens tomorrow. And so he is coming on with us uh, in the 9 o'clock hour on Wednesday at 9.20, to be precise. We'll remind you plenty of times about that tomorrow. Uh, but I want to get back to some of the matters. So, so the, I, I just got a tweet. <clears throat> excuse me. I got a tweet from John who said, who said uh, Good God, Bob, you haven't heard of Walter Brennan. Your caller had a marvelous interpretation. And my, <laughs> my response to that is an actor, and I had to look him up, who was last really relevant in 1940, at least that's uh, what, I, what I found online, uh, who didn't, I guess he did some TV in the, in the 60s, um, who didn't say the movie line that we were talking about in a movie that didn't feature John Wayne and in a voice done like Archie Bunker. How did I miss that? I literally still don't understand it. I don't. And God bless Mark for trying to make it happen, uh, my caller, but I'm still baffled as to what, uh, what he was trying to say. He said in the end, he said, my favorite, one of my favorite actors is Walter Brennan. Okay, great. But I still don't get what that has to do with Mr. Joe Biden, who decided to make this famous 
maybe for the first time. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. This is how Joe Biden talks to his... I, I, was, I told you before in the first hour, just to kind of advance this a little bit, that I wanted to do a what-if for a moment, if I could. And I want you to tell me, if Donald Trump was at one of his events, and somebody questioned him about something, even if it was critical like that, because uh, that was kind of critical. The question was, "Is hey, you didn't do well in Iowa?" This is what the uh, uh, the twenty one year old voter who said uh, who talked to um, uh, Joe Biden said, "You didn't do well in Iowa. Um, how do we know that you're going to be? I'm paraphrasing here, viable in the general election if you if you couldn't even win in Iowa? Like what? You know, what does that say about your chances of beating Donald Trump?" If that question had been asked of Donald Trump about an opponent, and Donald Trump looked at that person and said, you're a lying, dog-faced pony soldier, people would be calling to invoke the 25th Amendment again. (laughs) They would be calling to invoke the amendment that removes a president for general incompetence or impairment, unable mentally or whatever to handle the job anymore, because it's just so baffling. It's so baffling to, one, call uh, 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 a 21-year-old voter a liar, saying you're lying when you say you've been to a caucus, two, dog-faced, and three, a pony soldier, whatever that means, putting them all together, and then to have his team, and this is the part that I find really interesting, having his team go on Twitter, his rapid response team, and say, John Wayne, John Wayne, say it's John Wayne. It's a John Wayne film. He's used it before, and I have no doubt he has used it before. But it's not in any John Wayne film. Even if it was, what's the context to this this young woman in 2020 who's probably only heard of John Wayne from her grandparents? (laughs) Um, Probably not her parents, but her grandparents. What's the relevance here? And then then lastly, again, you can't find it in any, any John Wayne movie. You might find the words pony soldier in a movie. You might find the word dog and soldier in a movie together. You certainly probably can find the word liar in a movie, but it never lying dog face pony soldier. It's just it's it's the latest in a long, long, long line of Joe Biden's statements or um, uh, questions asked that just make you wonder if he is entirely lucid. I'm looking at a at a list of um, clips of audio clips that we've put together here. Of Joe Biden, and and this is just in the last twenty four hours. Biden, I I lose track of time. Biden forgets what day yesterday was. Biden forgetting what state he's in. Biden using references, calling somebody who disagreed with him fat. Biden calling somebody a lying dog faced pony soldier. Biden pointing his finger in people's chest in an aggressive manner. And then, of course, there's creepy Biden who can't keep his hands off of women, including and especially young women, um, in public places. The guy is just kind of out there. And maybe that's why the people of Iowa didn't vote for him and he finished fourth. Maybe that's why Democratic voters in the caucuses would not rally behind him and are somehow instead behind a guy who has led, and I use that term loosely, the city of South Bend, Indiana, to uh, some incredible lows. Pete Buttigieg is suddenly the hero of the day. Bernie Sanders, still the hero to the college-age set because they hear free, 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 free. Who's going to pay for it? Ah, don't bother me with details. Those are just details. It's going to be free. 
It's an incredible thing that this is what the left has gravitated to, the Democrat Party has gravitated to, to a little-known, zero-accomplishment, radical mayor of South Bend, Indiana, who wants to lead the world now, 37-year-old guy who's four late-term abortions, on the record, advocating for the decriminalization of drugs, not marijuana, all drugs, heroin, cocaine, crack, fentanyl, you name it, decriminalized. I mean, a guy who's radical in almost every sense of the word, or Bernie Sanders, who's an admitted socialist, who would take this country into the depths of socialism that you, you, you've, you've read about, about and you probably should study in other places in the world. Joe Biden was supposed to be the moderate. Joe Biden was supposed to be the answer to all of those problems. We certainly can't go with Liawatha Liz Warren. We certainly can't go with the, the, the young mayor of, of, of uh, South Bend who can't get anybody behind him. In South Bend, particularly minorities. We can't go with, uh, uh, with Bernie Sanders and his social... Well, at least we got Joe. Old, reliable Joe. Remember, he's got to still be popular from the Obama years, right? Old, reliable Joe will get us home. That'll be the antidote to Donald Trump. He'll take us home. Except that, number one, his years with Obama are rendered largely irrelevant by the fact that Obama will not endorse him. That's number one. And number two... And by the way, not only will Obama not endorse him, Obama won't even make public statements defending him. Obama is zip-lipped when it comes to his vice president, the man that he chose to take over should something happen to him. He's zip-lipped. He doesn't even make public compliments of him. That's number one. And number two, Joe Biden has essentially become everything that the left condemns about Donald Trump. There's a tweet that I uh, that I got this morning as well that I, I didn't get, but I was uh, I found it this morning. I just had an epiphany, writes Carpe Donctum. Joe Biden is quite literally the embodiment of what Democrats believe Donald Trump is, but isn't. A corrupt, bitter, creepy old man with dementia. A man with below-average intelligence and thin skin who lashes out at any, anyone that questions him. I would suggest to you almost every one of those adjectives or modifiers does indeed describe Joe Biden. But the left says they all describe Donald Trump. So, I mean, truthfully, let's suppose, let's play the game. Okay, let's suppose Donald Trump is all or some of those things. You're saying that the answer to that guy is a different guy who is the same thing. Creepy, bitter old man with dementia, below average intelligence, and thin skin. I would say some of those apply to Donald Trump. He does have thin skin. He does lash out at every, anyone that questions him. There's no doubt about that. I don't know if I would call him creepy, but some might because of back in the 2015-2016 um, uh, uh, campaign, the primary season, uh, when the Access Hollywood tape came out, that's pretty creepy. I think uh, we could all agree with that. Corrupt simply cannot be applied because there is no uh, evidence, excuse me, whatsoever of corruption. Bitter? I don't think so. I think he's a grandmaster at uh, trolling his uh, his political enemies. Below average intelligence, he's playing everybody like a like 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 a, grand, a baby grand. Uh, no, doesn't apply at all. 
But some of that stuff, okay. But literally, if you do believe it's all true about Donald Trump, for the sake of the discussion, why would your remedy for that be Joe Biden, who is becoming or, or is being revealed as the very same thing, having those things that they accuse Trump of being? That's incredible to me. And I had a, a follow-up message from uh, Professor Adler, uh, who's a great man. And, and uh, uh, well, we haven't had him on the program in a while. His schedule has never really timed up with ours recently anyway. But he's been a guest on this program many times. But Professor Adler, a case, uh, tweeted back to me and said, you can't be serious. Have you really recanted all the prior things you said and thought about Trump? I did that a long time ago. Because I did say many of those things during the campaign when I was uh, Team Cruz and I was Team uh, Fiorina and I was Team Rubio and I was Team a lot of people before I was Team Trump. The last three years have changed a lot of things for me and millions of other Trump skeptics. Millions of us. Millions of us. His 63 million vote total from 2016 is going to be blown away in 2020 this November. Because millions of people have come around to say, whether some of those personality traits are accurate or not is irrelevant. Look at what his policies have done. This country is at an almost unprecedented time of prosperity and growth and forward thinking in ways that nobody ever thought it would be. Paul Krugman himself, I would throw this, excuse me, to Professor Adler and others. Nobel Prize-winning economist Paul Krugman of the New York Times predicted moments after Donald Trump won that a global recession was coming under Donald Trump and because of Donald Trump, one that we may never, ever recover from. Fast forward three years later, Paul Krugman is now admitting that the global recession he predicted under Donald Trump is not coming and that the economy is indeed strong. This is a quote. It is indeed a strong economy. So, yeah, Professor, uh, a lot of us are taking back a lot of the things that we said about Donald Trump three and a half years ago. Because three years of facts, I think that's the most important thing for somebody who is a person of, of, uh, of integrity and intelligence. And that is when the facts of a situation change, one's analysis of that situation must change as well. And I know you know that because you're a brilliant man. But I, I won't claim to be as brilliant as you are, but I will t- claim the, uh, uh, the acceptance of that fact. When the facts of a situation change, your opinion and your analysis should change as well. If not, then you are just stuck uh, you know, in quicksand and uh, refusing to acknowledge the difference of a situation. Uh, all right, 1021, I will get to your phone calls immediately after this on AM 1420, The Answer. When you're a stranger, faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down, when you're straight. Been down a broken road now. I've been through that fire. Did I, um, did I mention that Donald John Trump is a master, grandmaster uh, at trolling his, uh, his political opponents and getting under their skin. Uh, he just knows how to trigger them. I just want to read you his series of tweets uh, this morning to show exactly what I mean, then a phone, then phone calls. Uh, three hours ago, the president tweeted, we'll be in Manchester, New Hampshire tonight for a big rally. Want to shake up the Dems a little bit. They have really boring de- a really boring deal going on. <laughs> Still waiting for the Iowa results. Votes were fried. Big crowds in Manchester. 
I, every one of those is just ticking off Biden and Sanders and Tom Perez and, and Morning Joe and Joy Behar and everybody in the left. Every one of these just triggers them to the point of their insanity and their Trump derangement syndrome multiplies. Next tweet. 95% approval rating in the Republican Party. A record. 53% overall plus add nine points. Corrupt Democrat politicians have brought me to the highest polling numbers ever with the impeachment hoax. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> Again! Now, Nancy is just, just, you know, probably on her third uh, Bloody Mary of the morning um, and just going crazy. I guarantee you. Next one. Because of how badly they did with the impeachment hoax, AOC will primary crying Chuck Schumer and win. And Jerry Nadler has a good chance of losing to his far-left primary opponent. It is all getting quite interesting. Pelosi will lose the House again. My poll numbers, great. Two hours ago, Donald Trump tweeting, Hope the fake news, which never discusses it, is talking about the big crowds forming for my New Hampshire rally tonight. They won't. And then one hour ago, thank you to Miranda Devine of the New York Post for your interesting and correct column today. Quote, Trump has gained 20 points since impeachment began in October. He gets 67% on economy. Non-white approval of Trump is also at a high 28%, up 10 points in a year. Nice one, Nancy. And then, of course, as I mentioned before, the best one. President Trump, one hour ago, meeting with U.S. governors in a short while. All states are doing well. Thank you, Mr. President. He thanked himself in the third person, and they are dying on the left. Uh, TJ, in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, TJ, go right ahead. Hi, Bob. You know, this quote of Biden, you know, I almost fell out of my chair when I heard this. You know, he was a vice president. He wants to be commander-in-chief, and this shows how little he even understands about our own military. You know, the term dog-faced soldier was kind of used in the Second World War to describe infantry troops, grunts, you know, ground pounders. The term pony soldiers was used in the 1800s to describe cavalry soldiers. You know, big difference. Nobody that knew anything about the military would ever uh, combine the two together. Uh, and it was never used in a movie. And in all and then, see, there, there you go. What you just hit on, TJ, <clears throat> I found really interesting because let's say that the two terms you just mentioned were what he was talking about and he just kind of lumped them together somehow. They would have said, ah, you don't understand. Those are military terms. And, and they used to be blah, blah. And, and we just com- he just combined them together. But he never even said that as his defense. It was, that's oh, from John Wayne movie. That's their reply. And yeah, of course, yeah. it isn't. There's, there's, John there's Wayne would no be John rolling Wayne over in his grave when he heard that. Uh, <laughs> but, but, no, you know, I want to stick up for Mark to call there with Walter Brennan. Uh, you know, Walter Brennan was an actor, you know, in the 50s and 60s, and uh, he starred in a real popular TV uh, series, The Real McCoys, in the 60s. Yeah, I had to look that up. I found him. Yeah, and, and Mark actually did a pretty good imitation of him. You know, I mean, did he sound like to... Archie Bunker? Because when I heard when I heard that uh, that that kind of Queensish accent going on, I thought sure he was doing Archie Bunker, and then he said Walter Brennan. I uh, I slammed on the, in the in my brain the record scratch sound effect because I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. Well, he did a good Walter Brennan. I, I, I'll tell you that he really did. Uh, but uh, I don't but know. Save re- me, save, save me, save me something here, so that my brain isn't still tied up in, pre- in, in pretzel knots. The Walter Brennan impersonation, I will grant you, is good because I don't know Walter, Walter Brennan. I'll take your word for it. 
What was the connection between that and the John Wayne movie and the Joe Biden line? That's where my brain just... Yeah, I kind of didn't... I'll be truthful with you. I didn't kind of get that myself either. But uh, Walter Brennan was not a good-looking actor. But do you ever saw (laughs) that movie, uh, Good Morning Vietnam? Yeah, of course. Okay. Do you remember the part near where that uh, Vietnamese bar owner wanted to make a deal to get naked pictures of Walter Brennan, you know, and if you see Walter Brennan, that's what would made it so hilarious. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Go on YouTube and look up real McCoy's. They got some of the old shows there and you can kind of get an idea who Walter Brennan is. TJ, I appreciate, I appreciate the info, my man. Appreciate that very much. Got to get to news though. It's 1031. Uh, Right back after this on AM 1420, the answer. Ten thirty-five on a Monday. It's a great Monday. It's going to be a great night tonight too in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, as President Trump has a rally there, and he wants everybody to know exactly why he's there to quote shake up the Dems a little bit, <laughs> and it will too. I promise you, as nobody pays attention to them, as they hold their own little rallies and their own little um, town halls and whatnot, the topic of Donald Trump will be number one at all of their little events because he's going to have thousands and thousands, as he always does at these rallies. Um, And as he said, uh, these are going to be the opposite of the Democrats. They're quite boring. By the way, speaking of boring Democrats, let me throw this at you. Um. You, you know, of course, one of the big stories last week after the State of the Union address was Nancy Pelosi tearing apart the president's speech at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the event. And, of course, it was premeditated. She had pre-torn the edges in order to make it easier for her to go rip um, uh, when, the, when the cameras were on her. And we all saw it. And, and what a lot of us said at the time was, you know, how disrespectful that was to the president isn't really the story. It's how disrespectful it was to the speech. And all of the wonderful stories contained therein. Stories of little girls getting school choice and scholarships. Stories of, of little babies surviving after being born uh, 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 premature at 21 weeks, weighing one pound. Stories of, of 100-year-old Tuskegee airmen. Stories of soldiers returning home to be greeted uh, from Afghanistan, to be greeted by their wife and children. I mean, the stories that the president told were remarkable. The guests that he had were there were remarkable. It was all very uplifting. It was all, again, I keep using the phrase, very forward-thinking. And Nancy Pelosi ripped it all up. When you rip up the president's speech, you're ripping up all of that contained therein. And so what, the, uh, what somebody did, it was just a conservative Trump supporter, and I, whose name escapes me, somebody just kind of, Put it that way. And they put in a video together that showed the president introducing introducing the airmen, for example, the Tuskegee airmen, and then cutting to Nancy Pelosi. Rip! Because she ripped up his story. Then to the little girl. Then to the baby. Each, each one, a super cut with the Nancy Pelosi ripping up that story. ripping Just a very simple way of, of course, expressing what she did. Team Pelosi and Team DNC went nuts! demanding that Facebook and Twitter pull and remove that video from, uh, from, uh, from the, uh, the, the, their platforms, from their websites, saying that this is a deceptively edited video. 
And as such, it, it, it amounts to fake news, and it should be pulled from the, uh, from the uh, uh, platforms. They're going crazy over this. Um, one, of the, one of the keys is Pelosi's deputy chief of staff, Drew Hamill, who went to Facebook and complained and demanded that this be removed, writing, the latest fake video of Speaker Pelosi is deliberately designed to mislead and lie to the American people. And every day that these platforms refuse to take it down is another reminder that they care more about their shareholders' interests than the public's interest, end quote. In other words, this makes Nancy Pelosi look really bad. Get rid of it, as you almost always do for us. Anything that conservatives post, big tech, remember we talked about this with Peter Hassan last week, Twitter, Facebook, Google, whatever. Anything that conservatives post that make Democrats look bad or even make conservatives and Republicans look good, we normally can count on you to censor those, to ban those, to, to um, uh, remove those. Why aren't you removing this one? Facebook spokesman Andy Stone tried to explain why the edited version does not violate the company's policy, saying, quote, sorry, are you suggesting the president didn't make those remarks and that the speaker didn't rip the speech? End quote. Because obviously, though both of those things happen. The best explanation was the um, videographer or video editor who did this put it together, said, this would be like saying that Facebook and Twitter and other platforms should remove NFL highlight videos because they're not putting the entire context of the game in play. They're only choosing select things and then uh, uh, putting them back to back to back to back, you know, highlight plays from a game. And that's exactly what he did. He chose highlighted segments of the film, or of the uh, speech, rather, and said this one, this one, this one, and put in what Nancy Pelosi did at the end. Rip, rip, rip. And he's right, of course. And so she tried, and they tried, and they failed to get big tech to go along with them as they normally do and carry their water and remove things that make them look bad. But this time, even big tech saw through uh, that ridiculous request. Okay, uh, to Joanne, who's calling us from Twinsburg on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Joanne. How are you? Good morning, Bob. No, I was just thinking, I never thought I'd ever see the day I would say it when we were talking about Biden and what he said to this girl. I'm so grateful that Barack Obama was a healthy man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? I mean, it could have been worse. Holy moly. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really great point. I mean, it really could have been worse. I I fail to sometimes really think about how it could be worse than what it was with... um, uh, with uh, Barack Obama, because I think Barack Obama was a terrible pr- uh, uh, president doing terrible things for our country. But you're right, it could have been worse. Joe Biden, who just seems to be off his uh, his uh, his rocker or his meds, I don't know which, really, really would have been one heck of a devastating blow to this country, I think, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's just beyond me. But they did report on Fox this morning, they think it's actually from a Tyrone Power movie, which would be like 1940s, maybe What you, you talk about the Biden, the Biden line? Yeah, that phrase. But even so, how do you mix up Tyrone Power and John Wayne? Uh, that's a great question, and I'm going to sit here and plead ignorance to Tyrone pa- uh, Power too. Sorry, I don't even know who that is. People are people are all over my uh, my case because I don't know Walter I Brennan. I can't believe you don't know who Walter Brennan is. I don't. I don't. The name just didn't ring a bell to me. I I will admit I never watched the '60s series called The Real McCoys. Hey, you got to go back and watch all those spaghetti westerns. He's in a lot of them. <laughs> and, and, and and maybe that's the case too. Now, yep. I, like I know a lot of uh, John Wayne's movies, obviously. Right. Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Walter Brennan just doesn't ring a bell to me. Mm-hmm. And but but, but the best. If part you is, YouTube him, like mm-hmm. TJ told you, you'll you'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because you know the funny thing is there are '60s shows growing up in the '70s as I did. Um, that I did watch, um, you know, Gunsmoke, that was 60s, I think. Right. Um, trying to think of some of the other Westerns from uh, TV at that time. Uh, Hogan's Heroes was oh. also 60s, not that that's a Western, but I think. Th- so there were some the 60s Rifleman, shows that I watched in the 70s. Know, the Virginian, the Rifleman, all those were from the 60s. Yeah, but but the Real McCoys was not one, so I didn't know him. But here's the thing that I was trying to explain. Even if I understood who Walter Brennan was, I'm still failing to connect the 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 Biden line to a John Wayne movie by way of Walter Brennan. That's what yeah, I still well, don't quite I mean, understand. Walter what was Brennan to do. was in one of John Wayne's movies, but I'm, the only thing I can think of is that that's what he interpreted Biden to sound like was Walter Brennan. Maybe that's it. Maybe it was just know. the this, I, I was but, and, and that also it, threw me because it sounded like Archie Bunker to me. <laughs> Have a good day, Bob. <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. And if I've never heard Walter Brennan, or at least knowingly, his voice. Uh, then I wouldn't know that that sounded like Walter Brennan, especially if it sounded so much like Archie Bunker. So it was, uh, it was one of those, uh, uh, one of those oddball things. Um, but back to the point, I want to, I want to get, not to the point, actually, I want to get back to another point. Earlier today, we talked to, uh, Dave Ray from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. If you missed that in the first hour, Dave and I were talking about something that, um, Tucker Carlson brought out last week, late last week, that blew a lot of people's minds, myself included. I was not aware of this legislation. It's called the New Way Forward Act. The New Way Forward Act is a very dangerous piece of legislation that would essentially undo um, what we are as a republic. And now that's a strange verb to say undo, but this is what Dave Ray had to say about it. This is incredibly disturbing. This is the most radical immigration reform bill ever, ever introduced in my lifetime or perhaps ever introduced, period. What's so scary about it is that it's not supported by just some small fringe group. They actually have about 10% of the House of Representatives as co-sponsors already, 44 Democrats. So this is something that should be taken seriously. Yeah, um, and the fact that it has so many sponsors should be taken seriously. Now, as I said before, the firewall for us is we have control of the Senate. And they would never support this and, and get this to the president's desk. And then the ultimate firewall, of course, is the veto pen of President Trump. But I want you to know what they're trying to do anyway. Because we brought this up in the first hour, and you may have missed that. I know the audience tr- turns over every about 13 minutes. I want you to hear a little bit more about what was in this. And these are, f- this, these are from Tucker Carlson's report last week, okay? What the New Way Forward Act would do, essentially, is outlaw deportations, of criminal illegal aliens in this country. Current law says that if you are convicted of a number of crimes, uh, many of them violent and aggravated felonies, many of them moral turpitude crimes, such as molestation of a child, current law says if you are convicted of those things and you are here illegally, deportation is, is a given. You will serve your time in prison and then you will be deported. Under this law, among other things, it says that uh, this would remove the deportation, the prison-to-deportation pipeline, and that crimes such as robbery, fraud, child sexual abuse, etc., that lead to deportations now, that would be removed from the automatic deportation list. Secondly, second huge thing, and again, I'm giving you the very, very shortened thumbnail sketch version of this, Tucker gave about 13 minutes of it. I'm just giving you a couple of the highlights. 
Current U.S. law makes drug addiction and drug dealing grounds for deportation. Current law says those who have committed drug crimes abroad in other countries or any other crimes involving moral turpitude are ineligible to come here. The new way forward abolishes that statute, meaning that a Mexican drug cartel leader could be released from prison in Mexico and then come to the United States without any impunity. And if he wants, he could just come here illegally, not not registering, and that wouldn't be a crime because the new way forward also decriminalizes illegal entry into the United States, even by those previously deported. Let's move on. ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, now, or excuse me, under this bill, would have to prove in court that illegal immigrants are dangerous or a flight risk. But, of course, ICE wouldn't be allowed to use a detainee's prior criminal behavior as proof that this person is dangerous. That would be banned. I want you to think about what that says. This bill would abolish all existing enforcement against illegal immigration, and to detain illegal immigrants, ICE would have to prove that these people are dangerous. Otherwise, they have to let them go. But they can't bring up their past criminal record as as part of proving they're dangerous. So, in other words, anybody who's arrested who's here illegally would automatically have to be let go. ICE would also have to overcome even more hurdles. If the detainee claims to be gay or transgender under age 21, or can't speak English, and and an interpreter isn't immediately available, they have to be set free. In other words, it would be harder to arrest an illegal alien than it is to arrest you, even if you committed the same crimes. They would be protected here. You would not. You're just some loser who has to pay for it all through your taxes. Think about that. But the nuttiest part, as Tucker Carlson pointed out last week, is saved for last. What could be more destructive than changing U.S. law to allow rapists, child molesters, and drug dealers to come to and stay in America? How about this? Using taxpayer money to bring deported criminals back. That's right. This bill not only abolishes your right to control who lives in your own country, but it invents a new right in return, the right to, quote, come home. The bill orders the U.S. government to create a pathway for those previously deported to apply to return to their homes and families, use those words in quotes, in the United States, as long as they would have been eligible to stay under the new law. In other words, there's a grandfather clause. If you were deported for being a drug dealer here in the United States, you were an illegal alien, You came here, you dealt fentanyl, they killed 75 people, hypothetically speaking, and you were deported for that. Once the new way forward law is passed and signed, you would now be able to apply for re-entry into the country you shouldn't have been in the first place where you dealt all of those drugs. It's a pathway home. The Department of Homeland, Homeland Security must spend your taxpayer dollars transporting Convicted criminal illegal aliens back into the United States. Who would be eligible for all this free transportation? Tens of thousands of people kicked out for sex abuse, robbery, assault, drug trafficking, weapons trafficking, human trafficking. From 2002 to 2018, in that 16-year span, 480,000 people were deported for illegal entry or re-entry into the United States. And under this bill, you would have to buy them all a plane ticket to come back. The tickets alone would cost about a billion dollars. 
And that's before Democrats start making you pay for their free health care, too, which is in the new way forward plan. This is an enormous deal. It's got 44 Democrat co-sponsors. And you've never heard of it. This hasn't been mentioned in the New York Times. They don't talk about it on CNN. They don't talk about it on uh, Meet the Press, on NBC. They are trying to push this thing through under the cloak of silence. It is quietly working its way through the system. Again, 44 Democrat sponsors. Tucker Carlson on Fox News has done this country a tremendous service by shining a spotlight on this. And I will continue to join him in that effort here in Cleveland, Ohio. All right, 1051, right back after this. You want to get in? Get in now. 216-901-0945 on AM 1420, The Answer. Final segment of the broadcast now at 10.55. We'll try to squeeze a call or two in before the top of the hour. Thanks so much for being with us. And make sure you stay with us when we're done because Mike Gallagher is coming up. Let's go to John who's calling us from Cleveland. Let's talk about Hillary Clinton of all people. Hey, John, go right ahead. I will hope that we don't do what happened with Mrs. Clinton and that uh, the media went crazy saying, oh, 80% chance he's going to win and stuff like that. You don't want to get to a position where you say, oh, Trump's got it. He's going to win because that may lower voter turnout for the president. And all of a sudden, you get a surprise, a bad surprise, like what happened to Mrs. Clinton. That's not the only reason she lost, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. it is a clear and present danger because I've heard uh, some friends of mine talk, oh, Trump's he's going to, he's, he's going to win in the landslide. That, 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 that. Going down that road could potentially be dangerous. You know what? You are spot on, um, my friend. And what's what I want to make you feel better about this with is this. You said your friend or you've heard other people saying the same thing, right? Uh, you're right. Uh, oh, okay. he's going to win in the landslide. I've heard more than right. one person say it. Right. So you've heard more than one person say it. You're calling me to say it. And I can tell you that when I left um, the Time Warp bar last Wednesday when we had our uh, acquittal party for the president, as I walked out, I walked out with a listener and another attendee there who said the very same thing. We have to be careful that we don't take this for granted and then have people just think we've got it. And and you know what? The good news is, John, is that we're not. You're bringing it up. Your friends that you've overheard saying it. People are coming to me. I think most Trump supporters know that we can make this a landslide but we all have to go out there and act as if it's not going to be yeah well we have to do more than just vote we have to continue to drag other people and say you've got to get there don't take it for granted and the fact that it's a conscious thought amongst us is great news i want to see the president win the popular vote not just the electoral college so I would like that, too, although it's less important to me uh, than winning the states he won last time to make sure we do get the electoral vote. You know, you got to win those blue states or those uh, that blue firewall states, et cetera, the Michigans and Wisconsins and Pennsylvanias and so on. But, yeah, it would be a great feather in his cap and all of ours if we win the uh, win the popular vote, too. But, you know, that's an uphill climb because of New York and L.A. and San Francisco. The largest markets on the coasts are all going to go very heavy for uh, for the Democrat nominee, whomever it may be. But, 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 John, you, yeah. make, you make a great point, and I'm glad you called. Thank you, my friend. John says we need to be aware of this and don't take it for granted. He's right. But I, like I said, I think the fact that we're all hearing it in different circles off the air and now we're talking about it on the air is going to be what makes sure that doesn't happen. 
Hillary Clinton, yeah, I think a lot of Democrats assume there's no way some nobody, Donald, well, not a nobody, but I mean somebody like Donald Trump can win the presidency, we're good, and they may or may not have been really excited to go and vote. But I think here, in this case, we know how important it is that we go out there and support him. Uh, one more call, Tanya in Akron on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Tanya, go ahead. Hi. Hey, uh, this is Tanya. Hey, Bob, I think that the way the way Fort Bill is getting, you know, stunk, snuck in, but we have to watch out, not just because we said that we have a uh, back wall with the Senate. They can put these in all kind of bills, and they can have their little minions in these departments start adding this stuff in there. So it is, they're like octopus. We have to kill them all. And That's a great point. We still have to remember the Equality Act is the same thing. They're doing that too. So we yeah, have you're to right. have our spies out. We have to have our spies out there watching them. And if they can't get it through the federal, they're going to get it through our state because you can see what these red flag laws. And, and they're are. trying to stay below the radar so that we can't rally our opposition. I got to run, Tanya. Thanks for the call. But you're right. They are trying to do this below the radar, and that's why we have to be alert to it. Hey, stay here for Mike Gallagher. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.